really just wrecked you guys. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I'm just going. I love Jesus. You guys should have been at prayer this morning because then you guys be on the ground. <sighs> and I mean that. Nine o'clock prayer, guys. That's the catalyst. Prayer moves things, changes things. If you're feeling that you want some more fire, just put your hand on prayer. Because you know what you're doing? You're actually sowing. Because we're there believing and pressing in for what's happening here at 10 o'clock. There's something you get when you pour in, and, and pour into something. It's amazing because it's, it's not about, oh, just, oh, you have to do something to get something. Because God paid the ultimate price. But I tell you something. You guys see this amazing carpet and floor and all that? Rod's been doing an incredible job. It was interesting because we, we're in transition here, you can tell. We're not fully done yet, and especially out there. And you guys are all enjoying it. But I'm telling you, there's people like Dan Ratzliff that beat that tile out in the front there for days. I'm telling you, there's something that, this is, this is something I felt to share. It's kind of cool because there's something that Dan's experiencing right now that you guys aren't. I'm not saying we didn't ask you to come, so that wasn't, I'm not beating you down. What I'm saying is, this is, a, this is in life. Sometimes you get something. Because he came and sweated, he be, took time, his energy, and when he walked in those doors, he knew what it was changed. He knew what it took to, to actually get here. But a lot of times we don't realize, and we just want to, like, how does that person have that? Or how many, how do they have that testimony? But you don't realize what they have actually walked through. We need to stop worrying about how somebody else got there and actually make your own journey. So, oh, yeah. Woof. Oh, man. <laughs> you don't know how I feel right now. I don't feel like I'm even on a stage. I feel very, I keep on forgetting where I am. Jesus. God, you're so good. Oh, man. That's, yeah, I better get some. Okay, God. It's interesting how this morning's going because my message is about, the Lord says, Get wasted on me, wasted on Jesus. And I say the way, word wasted on Jesus for a reason, because it kind of offends. Because a lot of people think when you go after Jesus, you're wasting your life. There's a lot of people that think when you make choices because God's called you to into something, that you're going, what are you doing? You're wasting yourself. These are your best years. What are you doing? Dan, you wasted your time this week. You could have been about making money and said you came here and smashed out tile. But that's what God has. He wants us to get the bigger picture that you can't waste any time with Jesus. There's nothing that you can do. When, you get to, when Ed gets to heaven, I could guarantee you Jesus will never go, Ed, those times you spent with me, too much time. You guys, it doesn't work like that. It's the opposite. I, I honestly believe, and well, I don't know if, well, well, what exactly is going to happen, but when you, we're not going to, we're going to, there's going to be things, I don't think we'll have regret in heaven, but it's going to be going, hey, we could have been here if we would have spent the time with Jesus. Because it all comes out of relationship. It all comes out of being with the Holy Spirit. This world is so driven and how often do we just miss it? How often we'll be like, oh, I will, oh, I can feel that pull. Oh, I can feel that pull. But just, I have to do this first. Man, any of you guys know if, that, if you, well, if in your marriage, 
If you're constantly doing that, you're not going to have much of a marriage. You don't know your spouse until you actually spend time with them. You actually get to know. I'm learning things all the time still about my own wife in 15 years. It's a journey of excitement. And sometimes we just got to realize where Jesus is. A couple days ago, I, was, uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, I was actually just on the treadmill, and I, I, was, I was getting some downloads for this, well, this stuff about this message about just going after him. And I just, they just had this thought. I'm like, yeah, but where are you right now, Jesus? Like, right now. And he's like, oh, open your eyes. And in my spirit imagination, I clearly, he's just walking beside me, literally in step with me. And, he, and I just got rocked. But it's, but it's becoming aware. We, always, we cry out and say, God, more of you, Jesus. All we really could honestly just use these words. It's more theologically sound because he's everywhere and he's here. It's saying, make me aware of you right now. When you start encountering and experiencing things, even in the tangible experiences on you, it's actually you just being more aware. There's angels in this room. Jesus is in this room. The Holy Spirit's in this room. But get what? guess what? It's until you actually acknowledge him. You, you could come in here and leave. And the problem is, is I feel you hear it. People leave and say, well, Jesus wasn't there. And the next person goes, man, it was the most incredible message, amazing service. God was there. And they're like, well, what, what service were you in? No, no, these are two different. It's not that one's lying. One walked in and never acknowledged. So Lord, we choose to acknowledge you. We choose to be aware of you. Yeah, have your way. Matthew 6.21. Yeah, I got a verse here. Matthew 6.21. <laughs> For your heart will always pursue what you esteem as your treasure. Did it come up? Get it up there. Matthew 6.21. It's worth it. For your heart will always pursue what you value as your treasure. What's your treasure? Is your treasure a bigger bank account? Is your treasure an nicer car? Because that's what you're going to spend your time on. You will pursue. What you're pursuing in life, you will tell you what you treasure in your heart. That's because that's the Bible. I didn't say it, he did. That's Jesus. That's a red, those are red words. We got to watch that. We need to get hungry for him. Those are just words. I hear, you hear that all through life. If you've been a Christian, like, oh, you got to get more hungry for Jesus. It's as true as the first day you heard it. We have to get hungry to actually expect a, an encounter with him. Because I know, my personal testimony, I was saved at four years old. Lived in an incredible life at a Baptist church, then a Mennonite church. I got saved at four, but I got saved many times in the Baptist church because they gave candy when you got saved. So I came up and recommitted a lot. It's true. It's good. But I'll be honest, I did struggle for the many, for, until I was 20 years old to make sure I know if I was really saved. I could tell you every major Bible story and the other ones. I read the Bible front to cover. I grew up in a very strong Christian home, Christian school all my life, even in university. But I'm telling you, until I encountered the person Jesus Christ in Kelowna 21 years ago, you can ask everyone around me, I changed because I met Jesus as the person. And I couldn't go back. Once you meet him and experience him, you can't go back. 
You can't. I even tried to, not try to run in sin, but I tried to run from the call. I was a Jonah. Oh, man, I, we won't get into my testimony. I've been in three major car accidents. Could have died in two of them. Just trying to get into, because my treasure was, I wanted to make money. I had the right heart, though. I was going to give it to the church. No, 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 for real. I, would, I literally was. I was like, I'm going to make the millions so that I could fund missions and all that stuff. And God's like, why don't you just give me your heart? Why don't you give me your life? Jesus doesn't need our millions. We, the Bible shows that we can take money out of fish's mouth. He can make money appear if he wants to. He's not worried about your money. He's worried about your heart. Luke 7.36. Luke 7.36. After Simeon, a Jewish le religious leader, asked Jesus to his home for dinner... Jesus accepted the invitation. When he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets, known to all to be a prostitute. Oh, boy. Are we ready for those to come in the house? When she heard that Jesus was at Simeon's house, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, filled it with the most expensive perfume, went right into the home of the Jewish religious leader, and in front of all the guests, she knelt at the feet of Jesus. Right there already, she knew something. What was in her calling her? There was that, we have all been felt that before. We need something. And what happens when we get to the feet of Jesus? We, 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 those times in our life where we get to that place where we, we just barge in, in, in a sense, because we know we need Jesus. And the, quite often it's when we are in a situation we just need Jesus because we're in trouble. Just like her, her life's a mess. Can't be good. She's a prostitute. Sucks, right? But she's at the feet of Jesus. So what's happening at the feet of Jesus? Well, first of all, let's put the picture here. There's a bunch of religious men around. Now, in this time, a woman in Jewish law is literally at the same level as a dog. Those Jewish men are not even allowed to, let, to recognize that she's in the room. Awkward. Right? But she... There was, let's, actually, it's not hers. Something was on Jesus. Wait a minute, he is Jesus. Jesus was in Jesus. Love is Jesus. Jesus, he was, he, it must have, I just believe, he could have felt just, we get close to Jesus, he would have felt something. We know that because the Bible says that. I want that about me. Come on. It's interesting there's seasons of our lives and our journey that we're in different places with the Lord. And there was, a, there was a, a, a long season for a while, and this is really weird. And you can ask my friends. We'd go into the mall to go evangelize and stuff, and people would come up to us and start telling us their sins. You know how weird that is? Even after the second, the fifth, the tenth time, it's still weird. You're like, uh, yeah, I don't need to know that. Like, why are you telling us that? Because when you get Jesus on you, people just want to get set free. And you're safe. When you really get and start looking like Jesus, you become safe to the world. Because the world didn't, Jesus didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Come on, church. We got to get that. That's just that alone we need to get. We need to get past <laughs> worrying. In this season, man, we need to get past worrying about our end time theology and just get our first... Jesus encounter figured out. Yeah. 
I like it. A, a great leader, Henry Schmidt, he always says, stop worrying about the second coming, worry about the first coming. We haven't even figured that out yet. It's crazy. We're, when you know Jesus, guess what? You don't need to worry about anything that's going on. Because he'll tell you what to do daily. And if you're concerned about how it's going to end, it doesn't matter because he decides anyways. And we can stop fighting with each other and just to figure out which way it's going to be. Because at the end, it's going to happen the way he does it. Come on. But guess what? If you're going after Jesus and encountering him, you're just literally going to live what we say. Glory to glory. You'd be like, wow, that was amazing. You're not going to go, hey, Jesus, that was bad. I thought it was supposed to be this way. Let's go back. No, he doesn't care. He wants us to fall in love with him. He wants us to come to his feet with an alabaster jar. That al- an alabaster jar is actually a jar that once it's sealed, you can't open it. Did you know that? I mean, you can't reclose it, which is the same thing. You, you have to break it. So what does she do here? Filled with the most expensive perfume and right into the home of the Jewish religious leader and in front of all the guests. In front of people, you guys. We need to get over worrying about how we look. She knelt at the feet of Jesus. Broken and weeping, she covered his face with tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with, the long hair, with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. Then as an act of worship, she opened her flask and anointed his feet with a costly perfume. Man, we're too worried about if, what do people think if we even lift our hands up sometimes. You guys... This is a safe place. I want to declare this is a safe place. Not that it has to happen here, but I want our house to be such a house of worship. And in worship, people can be extravagant and, and go after and, and be lost by Jesus without people worrying about it. Or you worry about what other people think. Don't, don't judge people's acts of how they worship. We're all called differently. We don't know everyone's story. There's those that need to be broken. You know what? There's people, oh, did you hear they didn't that altar call? Did you see so-and-so? They came up. Or they must be in sin. You guys, we've all fallen short. Now, we're, we got saved, so we're saints. But we still have to deal with some stuff sometimes. And you know what? It's almost like we have to be so good as believers, we have to pretend we're so perfect. And we actually don't get set free. You know how easy it is to say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. It is so, I love it. Uh, I don't know, it was a while back. I think it was Todd White or someone had a whole message on this. He's like, the church has forgotten to ask forgiveness. It's that easy. It's not a, oh, I'm a mess. No, Lord, thank you for forgiving me. That's what he died for. He covered it so the enemy can shut up. Oh, you're doing this. Well, no, Lord, I thank you for forgiveness. Thank you that you're giving me grace. And I'm turning an opposite direction. And I'm choosing. And that's why the word says talk, even share with others. Why? So they can support you, not so they can know your sin. It's not like, hey, let's just have a session to find out your sin. No, the only reason you, is so that you can have others back you up, cover you, go with you, because this is a community. And so when you have somebody that's getting wrecked and is breaking an alabaster jar in front of Jesus, please, let's encourage them instead of going, oh, no, they're getting crazy. We need to get crazy, guys. No, we do. Let them be crazy. I'm not saying 
do stupid things. That's, I'm not trying to say, let's be the weird charismatics. That's not what I'm trying to get at. I'm saying when their life is getting wrecked, and they have people around them that understand what's going on, that instead of getting out of jealousy, because that's what it is, or insecurity going, oh, no, 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 I don't know. Bob over there, they're getting rocked, but I think you should know really what's going on. You guys, let them get rocked. Let Bob, some of the, we got to get excited for people around us getting excited for Jesus. This is not a competition. Again, this is not a competition. You want to see the person around you succeed. If you can get a heart about that, your life will change. When you see somebody blessed, if your first response isn't going, yay God, then check out what's going on and don't go, oh, they have a problem. Say, Lord, I, ta I taught this a while ago. Create in me a clean heart. This Bible isn't about me going and fixing people. I can't fix anybody. Jesus can transform their lives if they choose to because he gave us free will. Again, Jesus can only fix, change them if they choose to because of his power, because of his rules. We got to stop listening to the lie because I'm telling you this, God is pulling on so many people in here, but the enemy is lying just like he did the first thing he said to, Ad, to Eve was, did God really say that? I'm telling you, God is speaking, and he actually wants you to start believing that what God has spoken to you is true. It's true, it's true, it's true. It's time to take your words and live it. And get broken. Bring them before the feet of the Lord. Sometimes the very call, the very thing we hold closest to us is that alabaster jar. Will you break it before the Lord and say, it's yours anyways, Lord. Woo. When Simeon saw this, what was happening, he thought, this man can't be a true prophet. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, not true, hey? He is true. We're being recorded. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like I said before, Jesus can see the true, her true heart. He was speaking over and seeing, allowing what he knew was true. But people around didn't. It's called judging. We need to be careful. Super carefulness. I'm telling you, this is something that's been, I've been praying into because we have to. Or else we're not going to see people succeed. Or else we don't come together and see the revival that is destined here that we're living in. If he really was a prophet, he would know what kind of sinful woman he is touching him. I would like to say, Simeon, if you knew who Jesus was, you'd realize he came for the sinner. Right? He came for the sinner. We need some more sinners, you guys. So we can get him set free. But that's not a joke. I want this house to be a safe place that people that yet know Jesus can come in here. And then when they walk in this place, they can't leave without knowing Jesus. Right? Jesus said, Simeon, I have a word for you. Oh, boy. Go ahead, teacher. I want to hear it. I want... This is interesting because we, we would never do this today because this is actually bringing a correction. We wouldn't want to do that, would we? <laughs> Everyone wants to, hey, the word, stand up. I'll give you an amazing word. Something... <laughs> hey, how about you stand up and I tell you this. Go ahead. 
He says to the teacher, I want to hear it. So Jesus says, it's a story about two men who were deeply in debt. One owed the bank $100,000 and the other one owed $10,000. When it was obvious that neither of them would be able to repay their debts, the kind baker graciously wrote off the debts and forgave them all that they owed. Tell me, Simeon, which one of of the two debtors would be more thankful? Which one would love the banker most? And obviously Simeon said... I suppose to be the one with the greater debt forgiven. You're right, Jesus agreed. Isn't that amazing? Pretty simple lesson. But man, when you see, when you've been forgiven much, you love much. And I'm telling you, some of you grew up like I did. We never, I, I don't have a season in my life that I actually fell away from the Lord. It's amazing. I meet these amazing people, friends of mine now, that, that have seasons that went away from the Lord and they get this radically get forgiven and come back to Jesus and that, and that actually stirs them on to go after the Lord and to share the gospel and be evangelistic. But I'm telling you, that doesn't give us an exit. Years ago, I actually ran into somebody, uh, probably like 18 years ago, um, and this guy comes up to me, this really passionate guy, and, and he comes to me, he goes, he says, tell me his testimony. It was, this, you know, it was amazing testimonies, right? He's like, da, 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 I went from the Lord and all this stuff, and da, 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 I was in drugs, alcohol, and then I got rocked and got paid back to Jesus and getting people saved. And then he's like, oh, tell me your testimony. And I was like, oh. I, said, I literally said this, you don't want to know, it's okay. He's like, no. He says, I've been watching, I know, I have, anyways, man. he goes, tell me, and I sat down, and I just shared it, and he starts crying. This guy's like weeping. And I'm like, I never had this response to my testimony before. And he goes, and I'm like, what's, and he's like, you don't understand. Oh, thank you, Jesus, I met you. And I'm like, dude, you like, <laughs> this is awkward. Sorry, that's how I think. And he's like, no. He goes, I've been praying to meet somebody like you. I have three kids, and I want to raise them up to never go away from Jesus. And I never, and I finally met somebody with a testimony that didn't have to fall away to be passionate. And I was like, pray. I've, and you know what? Thank you, Jesus. But then the Lord spoke to me. He's like, Kevin, you have a testimony. Stop hiding it. Because that's our testimony. We all have a testimony. That'll help some of you guys. You don't need to fall away to get people saved. No, I just, I'm saying that. It sounds so easy, but I've actually heard it taught the other way. I've actually heard a message by somebody that said, oh, it's almost good if you fall away to experience so you know how to be forgiven. You don't need to, guys. Let God break you. Get wrecked before him. When you see him and actually encounter and spend real time with him, you're going to realize how good he is. You will break. You will realize that every person deserves to be saved. Every person deserves to experience him. Oh, where am I here? Oh, boy. Then he spoke to Simeon about the woman still weeping at his feet. Verse 44. Do you see this woman kneeling here? She's doing for me what you didn't bother to do. When I entered your home as your guest, you didn't think about offering me water to wash the dust off my feet. Yet she came into your home and washed my feet with her many tears and then dried my feet with her hair. You didn't even welcome me into your home with the customary kiss of greeting. But for the moment I came in, she was not, has not stopped kissing my feet. You didn't take the time to anoint my head with fragrant oil, but she anointed my head and feet with the finest perfume. She went all in. She went all in. When you go all in, you get the attention of heaven. That's what's happening here. You know how many leaders are there? How many amazing men of God are in that room right there? 
Guess who's got Jesus' attention? And he's obviously making it clear that he actually cares. Because he's not just giving her attention, he's slapping them in the face. Literally, he is. He's like, dude, you didn't even do wash my feet. You didn't even do anything for me. Look at her. But you guys have to understand, it's a, it's a great Bible story. It's wonderful. But if you actually take the history and understand what's going on in that room, it means even more. You're pretty much, he is saying, you guys who think you're the best of the best, and the man of God that love, is actually this woman who you consider a dog, is beating you hands down, glorifying me. He's got the, you've got, she's got the attention of heaven, guys. When we, get, when we decide to give our all to him, we get the attention of heaven. You can feel it. God loves our prayers, our desperate prayers. I'll give it all, Lord! We just got to remember those prayers after we leave the worship service. But you know why we forget a little bit? It's because we're at home, we're not having our own worship, lifestyle of worship. It's easy. When you're in the presence, the presence is here. Lord, I'll give it all. I'll go all out again. I'll, I'll go to my neighbors tomorrow and share the gospel. Then you get home and the devil doubts. Oh, you can't do that. You guys, we have to learn and mature and realize that's not Jesus giving those doubts. You got to hold fast to what was said to you when you were in the presence and go do it and you're going to win. How often we change lives by stepping out and we are, oh, it's constantly. It doesn't matter how many years you've been doing stuff. Without getting too, I can't share too much of the testimony because it's in, in motion still and stuff going on. But it's funny, the other day we, I ran into a situation and, and there's something going on. I have to be very careful. Something going on and and I was, I was pressing in, and also the Lord, I, have, I, literally, I had this vision of this person, and he gives me this download on this person. And, I'm, and the Lord goes, and the Lord's like, now give it to him. Leave a message to this person. But it, it makes more sense if I can tell you the whole story. But this person, and I'm like, ah, they're going to think I'm crazy. This person's not from our group and our world. Of, we love our words, right? And all of a sudden I said, Lord, are you sure? And, what, and I'm like, Lord, what even just happened here? And he's like, he said, sorry, I'm trying not to give out privileged information. Um, but literally he said it was the prayers of the parents. Okay? Which is just, that's a cool word. Because I literally saw them and they were putting a demand on me because I know the parents. Right? And I literally, it was so cool. I went to my wife, Donna, and we went up. I said, Donna, we're going to, I got her. I always pull her into things, what I do to most people. I said, we're recording right now. We're giving a word. And we give a word. I'm like, Donna, give it a word. We give it and we send it. And I'm like, everything in me was like, don't do it. This person's going to think we're nuts. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I'm like, I understand, because it's crazy to think that way. It doesn't matter. We do this all the time. I go live on Facebook. We do this stuff. But you still listen to I'm saying this because we all struggle with doubts. Because yeah. the enemy was not happy with what was going on. And it was so cool because this person phoned up later on. Oh, first text. But anyways, it was good stuff already happening, life-changing stuff. And I actually, because I'm just me, and I'm just real, and, he, and they say, thank you so much. I've listened to that thing so many times. It's literally changing things in their life. And I, and he's, I said, well, just to be honest, um, I thought you were going to think we're crazy. And, he's, and, they, and this is, I'm telling you this because we are prophetic people. And we need to break off the lie that we're strange. Because everything about what we did, the devil is telling me, was weird and crazy. And th- because that's what we, the devil says. It should be normal. 
It is here. If I did that with you guys, anyone in this room, you'd be like, I wouldn't be worrying about it. They're like, oh, they love this. I just gave them very clear prophetic words. Guess what his response, this person's response was? It wrecked me. I just cried and cried at work. All this stuff. And I said, well, actually, I thought it was weird. He said, it wasn't weird at all. You guys are the coolest people. This young man said, you're the coolest people. I'm telling that not to to glorify Jesus. It's all him. I'm saying, you guys, step out. Step out. People are needing the encouragement to make it through. They need the... There are people around you need to know how God sees them. Because that's all we did. Literally, that's just, it was just a message about how God sees. That's literally. God said, this is how I see them. Tell them. And the, and the main gist of it was really simple. There's hope. But I'm telling you, without, and someday I hope I can share the whole testimony. Literally, there's been life-shifting things. Open doors to, to shift some things. Praise Jesus. Yay, God. But it takes getting wrecked and not caring what people think. That's what I'm trying to get across here. She didn't care. She got desperate. She said, I need something to change in my life. And guess what? It doesn't just take somebody that's a prostitute that's in sin. You can actually be somebody that's living a Christian life for 40 years. And you finally get to a point and say, no, I want more. I don't want to just hear and see it. I want more. So I'm going to get wrecked. And I really don't care what people think about me. And you will watch yourself affect people. I've shared this years ago. There's an old Bethel. We, we love Bethel. We do Bethel school here. Bethel has this crazy testimony. This is really old testimony. But they're out doing, uh, I think it was um, anyway, some evangelism thing. And, uh, and somebody, said, somebody got a word that said, go to the cafeteria and do a handstand on your head. Because I've heard, a lot, most people have heard this testimony, this is, but it's a sweet one. Because it's foolish. So she goes and does this handstand in the, in, not the, in the, what's, um, food court. In the food court. Awkward, anybody? Guess what happens? A person comes up and breaks. Just bawling, freaking out. Why? Because this person said, God, if you're real... Then send somebody to the food court and do a handstand or I'm going to kill myself. This is a true story. This isn't a fabricated story. This is a true story. That's exciting. But my personality, I listen to that story and everything in me goes, God, I need more of you. I don't want to miss the handstand. I don't want to miss not doing the handstand. How many people around us are, miss, are missing out and experience Jesus because we're not doing our handstands? <laughs> Foolishness. <sighs> She's been forgi- 47. She's been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. Come on. The word says assume. It's not those who are needing little forgiveness. It's the ones that assume they need little. It's when we start thinking we already have it together. I just, so many of us, oh, no, anyways, that's not going. A lot of Christians live a life walking around going, well, I'm actually a good person. I pretty much have my fire insurance to get to heaven because, yeah, Jesus died to make a way, but really, I've been good. No. When you realize really that we're all there's the greatest sinner in this world is the same level as you. 
But when you both get saved, you're both saints. Your history's both changed. Your history's changed. Uh, then Jesus said to this woman at his feet, all your sins are forgiven. All the dinner guests said among themselves, who is the one who can even forgive sins? Then Jesus said to the woman, your faith in me has given you life. Now you may leave and walk in the ways of peace. Mary understood, the lady understood how great it was to be forgiven so and loved much right there. We got to let Lord just love us and it will change us. And we have to break these lies because that, that's the, the main reason we're not, people aren't going after Jesus is because they're listening to lies. I can't do it. It's for somebody else. No, they, it, I didn't spend enough time with Jesus. That's, you know, that's even a lie. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, and forever. And you know how gracious God, Jesus cares so much about getting people safe that he will use a donkey. So guess what? He'll use you even if you didn't spend time with Jesus. The, pro the coolest thing is, is people go, well, I shouldn't be evangelizing until I spend enough time soaking in the presence and all this stuff. I'm saying, just come on out. Because guess what happens? You get high off of getting people saved. I'm not joking. The lie of the enemy is like, don't go, it's scary. But the problem, once you get it, you can't get enough of it. Why? Because heaven is, surrounds you because you're changing history. But not history of mankind. You're changing eternal history. We need to get a grasp of eternity. We have to get, remind ourselves that there's actually a hell. We talk a lot about heaven. And I don't like talking about hell. And I really don't care what the devil's doing. But we have to realize there is a hell. And people are going there for eternity. Whew. That just killed the room. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're good. I'm going to, because of time, I'm going to jump because I actually... Uh, haven't got very far, but I actually want something to say something here and do something. So we'll skip 20 pages. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, still going. Um, because I want to release a word that I got for 2022. And it has to do with this. Because I think it's going to help us break through. And it was so cool. Because um, in December I got this. So we can turn, um, for those who are doing the thing, that, those last two. Uh, Zechariah chapter 3. Let's move there. I want to speak this over us. Dan's laughing because he confirmed it this week, and I'll explain that in a second. Then he, that's Zechariah chapter 3. And this goes along with everything we're saying, actually, so it's great. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord, and st Satan standing at the right hand to oppose him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, Satan. I'm gonna, I just want to stop you for a second. I want to declare this over your eyes' life right now. I didn't say Joshua said this. God said this. And we're going to come into agreement because what Jesus did on the cross was the biggest rebuke. Because he came out the tomb with resurrection power. And he gave us back what was lost in the garden which was actually the very thing Satan always wanted and why he fell, because he wanted to look like God. And we were made in his image. And all of a sudden, we go all the way to after the resurrection, and we're now able to fully be in his image, living in the rightness again. Which, guys, that's just, hallelujah. <laughs> like, that's huge. That's the best news ever. 
You guys, we serve a God that we take this. You got from Genesis to all of a sudden to the Gospels, uh, God make, doing everything to get his people back and to be able to be fully be in communion with him. All the way through. It is the coolest love story in history. He did everything. From the very moment mankind fell away, he made sure there was a way to return. You need to realize and get the revelation of that because when you do, you realize that when the enemy lies or you fall, that instantly you can come back under forgiveness, under the blood, and actually come back into right standing with him, and he actually wants to move through you instantly. He doesn't need you to wait 10 years to move. He actually just wants to demonstrate his goodness every day through us. He wants to demonstrate his power through us. Well, that's prideful. No, it's not, because it's not about us, because it's not my power, it's his. It's his love. So we declare right now, I'm going to declare this right now. And the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Lord, the Lord that has chosen Windward, whatever your name is, grab it. Because the word's prophetic. The word of God's living and active. Rebuke you. Is, is this not the branch plucked from fire? Are you not the one that was plucked from hell? Have we not been plucked from hell? Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and was standing before the angel. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, take away the filthy garments from him. I declare over us right now, if you are feeling like you're wearing filthy garments, I'm telling you right now, this is a word. This isn't just... Just something, this, I'm speaking prophetically over us right now because we need a shift in our mindset right now. If you feel like you are wearing filthy garments, if the enemy has lied to you and says you're wearing filthy garments, choose today to receive what he did for us and receive this word here. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, take away the filthy garments from him and to him he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you and will clothe you with rich robes. And I said, let him put a clean turban on his head so they can put a clean turban on his head and they put the clothes on him and the angel of the Lord stood by. Chuck, I get Chuck on there. It's interesting what he did first. He didn't just clearly, he, what did he put? He did the turban. What's that covering? The head. Until we get a renewed mind, and still we, until we start believing what this word says, we will constantly be battling that we don't deserve it, that we're, we're dirty, that we need something more, that Jesus wasn't enough, that you have to go and beat yourself like the old priests did, whipping themselves so that they can see somebody get healed or saved or whatever. Until we get that new turban prophetically and get that renewed mind, we're going to keep on living that way. So we declare right now over us right now the renewing of the mind, the new clothes, the priestly garments because we're all called to be priests. Because what is a priest's number one job is to worship him. A lifestyle of worship. We're breaking off the fear of missing it. But we break off the spirit of that fear, that doubt right now in Jesus' name. For you guys that may not be used to this, we're just, these are just prophetic acts. It's not weird. These are just words, what the Bible says, right? But I'm telling you, words are powerful because we're ambassadors of the king. So when you choose to come into alignment with this, you will see a difference. 
Hopelessness has to leave this place. Lord, we break off mindsets that Jesus is holding us back. Whoa. We break off that mindset that, that God's holding us back. God doesn't hold us back. He only wants to see us succeed. In the natural, it might look like holding back. But in the spirit, it's not. He's preparing you, setting you up to succeed. Isaiah 54, verse 1 to 5 says this. Rejoice with singing, you barren one. You have never given, you who have never given birth, burst into a song of joy and shout. You have never, who have never labored, for the deserted wife will have more children than the married one, says Yahweh. Increase is coming. I'm declaring this. Increase is coming. Just let you know in the scripture isn't the a lot of people just take it as like bearing a woman in the natural. This is, a, this is people that have felt things that have been stolen or not been able to, the things that they were born and know that they're called to, that haven't been able to give birth to and live and, and do. It's very much about that, what's going on in Israel. That God is releasing something. And it is corporate, but it's also specifically in your lives. There's things that you have dreams and passions for. Things that God has placed in your heart that you have to come and believe and declare with me today that the increase is coming. Because we're switching into a mindset of expectation. We're expecting God to move. I break off, uh, I, I know because I'm dealing with, have to deal with this myself. This whole COVID situation has caused us to almost be like, oh, we want to go, but man, we don't know what's going to happen next. No, we're going to get ready no matter what. We're going to stretch those tent pegs, which is saying next. It says, increase is coming, so enlarge your tent and add extensions to your dwelling. Come on, in the natural, what it's saying is, if you're going to want to have a baby, add a baby room. Some of us just need to step out on the water, but instead of just step in the water and do something, actually, and prepare yourself for what God is about to do. And guess what? Back to what I've been saying before. You may look foolish. Well, what are you doing? That doesn't make any sense. No, God said, and I'm making room for him. Making room for him. I'm telling you, Sherry knows this ministry has been built on that. We, didn't, we don't wait for things. If God says that we do it and we walk on water, and God is so faithful. He has so, this carpet that's... To you guys may that are newer or whatever, don't understand. This is a prophetic word right here. We've had words after words after words. When we get the new carpet in here, that's 40-year-old carpet, just that you know. That revival was breaking forth. Remember Ivan Roman gave us his word? So we felt, even as a declaration in this COVID season, we're going forward. It doesn't make sense to do it right now, but it does to him. Hold back nothing. Make the tent ropes longer and the pegs stronger. You will increase and spread out in every direction. Your sons and daughters will conquer nations and revitalize desolate cities. Do not fear, for your shame is no more. Do not fear, your shame is no more, you guys. Do not be embarrassed. Come on, you guys. 
for you will not be disgraced. Take that as a promise. You will forget the inadequacy you felt in your youth and will no longer remember the shame of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. Come on. His name is Yahweh, commander, angel of armies. Your kinsman, redeemer, is the holy one of Israel. He has the what? The title, mighty God of all the earth. God is preparing us. He is, but he's asking us to do something. Get ready. Get ready. It's time to get ready, guys. And be ready for this. After he gave me that, he says, oh, by the way, some of these people are going to experience what Hannah experienced. Hannah, Samuel's mother, asked for something. She had a dream and a passion. She wanted a child. This was the natural. She cried out for it, but she made it a, a promise to the Lord. If you give me what I desire, I will lay it down at the altar and you guys know the story Samuel was born and she laid down Samuel but guess what she got so much more in return but we have to remember that when we ask God for things that he's put in our heart to make sure make sure that we're ready to give it back hold on loosely because he will exponentially increase it when you give into him Ooh, Jesus, yes. Oh, Jesus, let's see where. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this incredible season, Lord. I thank you for your goodness, God. Lord, Lord, we just honor your presence again right now. Just let you know we're gonna transition to some healing right now. Some miracles, God's gonna move. Oh, that's confident. Yeah, I got confidence in Him. God, you're so good. You're so good, Lord Jesus. I just thank you right now, Lord. Just, just recognize, let's just worship Him as we worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray and declare, Lord, what I heard so clearly in the Spirit downstairs in prayer today. And that was a visitation turning into a habitation because the King of Glory is near. So Lord, we welcome your King of Glory in this house right now. Yes, come on, Chuck. Yes, come on. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, come on, come on, come on. Come on, if you need a miracle, just position yourself right now. Physically, mentally. There's times where we talk about Jesus and we don't want to push it. Like I, I feel sometimes like just just honor me. But this morning I felt like such a open door from heaven, from the Lord saying, Today to honor me. I want to move in power. If you ever think about it. We talked about the Trinity, Jesus, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus is the one that was whipped. He was crucified for our transgressions, but also for our healing. And Jesus is in the room today, and he wants to heal. <laughs> if, I, if I was Jesus, wouldn't you? That's my, I'm like, I want everything. I'm going to make him pay. I tell, he felt the pain, you guys. But he felt knowing it 
that he was going to see his people, his children, healed because of it, set free because of it. So worthy are you, Jesus. We thank you for the person of Jesus in this room. Lord, I thank you for the healing anointing in this room. I thank you, Lord, I can see. Lord, I thank you for the angelic hosts that are in this place. I thank you for the honey that's in this place, God. Oh, yes, it symbolizes healing, Lord. Come on, come on. As we worship him, as we worship him, come on. Lord, I thank you right now. I see arthritis being healed. Is there somebody over on my, on my left here? I want to engage a bit here. On my left here, who's dealing with arthritis over here? Can you come up, Pat? Come on up. Come on up. Just come to the front. Anyone with arthritis, just come over here. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Somebody on my right side here, it's like a, a pain in your, more in the wrist, not wrist, sorry, that's not the, the ankle area, your foot. Who's that over here? Somebody's injury, is that you? Yeah, come on up. Come on up. Get over, yeah, come on. Jesus, let's just honor him. You guys just keep on worshiping. You guys can stand, you can worship, whatever. We're just going to flow here. God's moving in power this morning. Lord, touch him right now in Jesus' name. Touch him in Jesus' name, Lord God. Right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, strengthen them right now, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Can you test that? Can you test that? Chris, can you be testing these guys? I want to hear testimonies. Which one is it? It is yours, Jesus, we just thank you. Release your touch right now. Release your touch right now. Right now. Right now, in Jesus' name. Break it off right now, in Jesus' name. Can you test that? Test that. How are you doing? Feel no, like it's getting better? How much better? I want all of it. Well, stay up. Stay, I want to stay up. Stay up, Misha. Keep you healed up. I want to hear you healed. I'm not getting an answer. He says it's good. Can you check that? Would you know if you're healed or not? Somebody has an issue in their heart. It's a, I don't know if it's a heart, I don't know. I don't know much about medical stuff. See the issue, like it's an actual physical issue of the heart in the room. That's you? Come on up. You too? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Touch, Jesus. Arthritis go. More than just fix her knees or hips or whatever it is. No more cane right now. Jesus. Jesus. Yes, come on, come on. Chuck, release it. Come on. I want to encounter you.
go. Earth Raiders go. Earth Raiders go. Jesus, come on. Fire, Jesus. Fire right now. In Jesus' name. Right now. Earth Raiders strength. right now I just want to pray those who have experienced trauma especially that season and ever I'm just gonna be bold here because I, I just keep on seeing this vision over and over and I don't understand it but I'm just gonna see what I saw and I saw somebody and specifically it's very detailed is that no, whatever there you're in your this is must have probably in the last week or so you're in your kitchen and you got a phone call with some bad news and when you took it it just rocked your world and and I just want to break that up because I heard the Lord as the spirit of breakthrough is going to come into the situation and turn it from what is spoken into good. And that's up to you. If you want to, if that's you, if you want to come up here, I'd love to pray for you. But I know that you're in your, I keep on, I know you're in your kitchen. And I'm pretty sure you're a lady. And so, if, and is that anyone know who that is? Or is that too, uh, I want us to grab you. If you're watching, it's fine too. But you're, there's a switch. I'm going to declare that right now. There's a change right now in the name of Jesus. You guys, just come in agreement with me. Because this is a life-changing thing. And so I actually feel it had to do with medical news. And so, Lord, I just break off. That's Lord, I break off this. Lord, we just declare this to be a cancer-free zone. And, Lord, I break off right now, even, even as the, 
the call was about a medical situation, Lord God. We just cancel the assignment right now. We, Lord, rewrite history right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For those who want to leave, I just want to be gracious. I'm going to keep on praying for you. And anyone else just wants healing, come on up. Just come up. We'd love to pray for you. I'll pray for you. A ministry will pray for you. But, Lord, we just give you all the glory and all the praise. And I pray we'd go out of this place hungry for you. But we leave this place with a breakthrough. We leave this place with more of an understanding of your goodness. And Lord, I pray that you would just light this place on fire and it would go out and touch this world in Jesus' name. Be blessed.